0: Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Coventry Telegraph podcast While We Sing Together My name is Mantej Mann and I'm joined by my colleague Andy Turner Hello Andy Hi Mantej Andy we'll start off by discussing the Sky Blues 3-0 opening day win against Notts County last Saturday How did you see the game going?
1: Uh, Yeah I mean it was a a great opening day um, Fantastic occasion uh, in the end Um, Very exciting um, first half and exciting finish to the game um, and uh, interesting. I mean, it was funny actually going to the game. It was actually chucking it down rain. I mean, the opening day is normally sort of sun drenched, and then the, the skies cleared and sun came out. And then uh, halfway through the game, it was it was. Well, in fact, it was just on on kickoff, wasn't it? It was hammering it down, thunder and lightning. The game was delayed for five minutes, um, but eventually got underway. And um, yeah, it was um, a really good opening game. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better. Um, but it was one of those games where I think you know it's going to be typical of League Two this season. I think it was sort of very much welcome to, to League Two, and I think the scoreline in the end sort of sort of flattered City a little bit. I think because um, I think Notch County hit the post early on. Had that got in? You know, I always think you know the first goal. I mean, it's, it's so crucial. You know, it, it, all of a sudden it can sort of flip the game on its head. And Coventry sort of dominated the first half. I thought you know created um, uh, some good chances and that, and, um, and got their noses in front. But second half they really had to dig in, um, and you know it was a real physical, brutal battle. I mean, you know there were um, players coming off. You know, I mean Martin McNulty had got his teeth. Pushed back, and I know um, doyler dished it out. I think um, his former teammate Liam Walker from um, Portsmouth, um, he, he put a picture on Instagram. Didn't he of some stud marks on his um, midriff, um, complaining that he'd been the, the victim of a, a nasty tackle from uh, the Coventry skipper. But um, um, but no, I mean it was one of those games where they, they rode the storm, and I think it was really important, you know, and really impressive how. They coped with that physicality. I mean, Notts County had the two big lads up front, um, John Stead and Shola um and they stood up to that. So it was great effort from the from the defence and the keeper. I thought was superb, uh, Liam O'Brien, um, who commanded his box, came for all the high balls. Um, you know, and I thought it was a big game for um, Dominic Hyam, um, the centre half. He's only twenty one. You know, he's this one of the summer signings from um, Reading. But he came in um, in the summer. I think um, uh, you know more of a as you know like a third choice probably you know backup sort of thing. Um, and obviously he got the nod um, on Saturday ahead of Jordan Willis, who, who was out with a foot injury. So you know it was a big game for him, and I think he came through with, through with flying colours, as they all did. You know, and you know I think ten of the eleven new signings of the summer um, all featured in the game. Eight started. Um, so it really is, you know, a, a new look Sky Blues, and um, you know the way they held on, and, the, and then obviously uh, second half they were playing on the counter attack very much so, um, you because know, Notts County had, had, had turned the tables on them, and, um, and to break away and get those those two late goals for Jody Jones to complete his hat trick was, um, you know, was just a fantastic finish. Um, to the afternoon.
0: As you say, there were, there were a number of notable performances. Um, you know, the two centre halves looked good and, and Michael Doyle was brilliant on his return. But obviously the star moments was Jody Jones scoring three goals. One of the criticisms of Jody last season was his end product and his finishing. But you know, it was, it was it was great for him to put those three away and almost silence some of the critics.
1: Well yeah, bit I mean it's still early days. I mean let's not get too carried away. I mean he only got one goal last year, and uh, one league goal. Um, and he has got so much ability; um, he really has. Um, and uh, you know, we, we, we've seen he's got pace. You know, he's got a trick. He's got skill, um, great movement, uh, that sort of thing. But it's always been sort of his final ball, or his final shot, pass, or whatever it is that sort of let him down. Now um, he scored in the pre-season. I think it was against Nuneaton uh, A cracking uh, shot from just uh, edge of the box or just outside the box. Um, and I think he sort of obviously must have got a little bit of confidence in that. And, you know, I think the manager, uh, the way that <laughs> it's funny, actually, a little aside to, the man, to, to that game, uh, you know, his celebration for the third goal he has runs up to the manager for, for which he got fined. It was all a bit of fun, I know. Um, you know, it just shows that, you know, the manager's obviously put his arm around him and sort of trying to get the best out of him. You know, with Robbins having been a, a striker himself or a goal scorer, um, you know, he's obviously sort of. Um, uh, Desperately trying to sort of coach into him how to be a better player, and, and I think Jody's sort of taking that on board, and I think he's come back with a bit between his teeth this this summer, um, you know, and he, he does look a real threat. Um, but you know, listen, he scored three goals on the opening day. He's got to keep doing that now. I think he said in a, an interview with you, didn't he, afterwards or certainly in the week yeah. that he'd set a target at 20 is that? Or, well he or, initially
0: set a target at 10 he said "Yeah." but now following his, his opening day hat-trick uh, the rest of the boys in the team have, have pushed him and prompted him to, to you know, extend that target up towards 20 now really for the yeah. season So, you know, I mean that's I, a
1: big target to set it is definitely and big um, you know and, and and, and let's hope he can and fulfil that, you know. And uh, I'm sure he, well, you know at this level he should be able to. Um, but what he's got to be careful of is um, that. Um, I mean, as Tony Mowbray um, said after the Tuesday night um, cup game, that you know he effectively is a marked man. I mean, Mowbray admitted he put two men on him, um, to snuff him out of the game, and he didn't manage to do that. All credit to to Jodie Jones. But you know, he's going to be opposition managers are going to be looking at him thinking, right, if we cut out him, then you know we're going to be sort of halfway there. So that's what he's got to be careful of being a marked man. Um, You know, so you know, perhaps that'll open up opportunities for other people. You know, we all saw you know a couple of seasons ago when when we had um, uh, Ryan Kent, Adam Armstrong, and Jacob Murphy in the side. You know, if one was taken out of the game, then the other two it, it. Left space, space open yeah. for the other two to to flourish, sort of thing. But um, but no, it's a great start for Jody, and you know I really hope that he does kick on from this and get the confidence to get more goals. Because you know if you get him even in double figures, uh, I mean that'll be a, a fantastic return in his second full season for City. Uh,
0: Andy, as you said, ten of those eleven new signings featured in the game. James Pearson was the one I think who missed out. The latest signing, Dukans Nazon, the loan signing from Wolverhampton Wanderers, came on uh, for a late cameo appearance in the county. Victory and he he performed well.
1: Well, it's funny because you know, lone players since the three I just mentioned um, uh, Armstrong, Murphy, and and Kent um, since then, you know, I don't think anybody sort of had me on the edge of my seat uh, since those guys. Um, And and as soon as he came on in, you know, I think it was only on the pitch about 11 minutes, something like that. I think it was, um, you know. The last sort of six seven minutes of normal time, and then uh, added time on top of that. But I mean, he did enough in that. I mean, that, that run um, in the final minute to, to set up JD Jones' third goal. I mean, it was just you know, just unbelievable. Great technique, great strength, and um, you know that sort of winding run um, to keep control of the ball, um, and keep possession, and then make um, the right decision. I mean, shows he's got a good football brain, uh, and that really excites me, you know. And the, and the fact that you know he's got he's got power, he's got pace, um, he's strong, and um, you know I think he's just just what they've been looking looking for, you know, um, you know, and caught my eye in a way that the likes of no disrespect, but the likes of uh, Dan Guy didn't last year, um, and the other fella from West Brom whose name escapes me, uh, Andre Wright. Andre Wright, he's the fella. Yeah, um, so, you know, really excited about that. And he he looks, he does look the part, doesn't he? He's a a proper specimen, you know, and a a real athlete. And, um, you know, and and the way, again, on Tuesday night, we'll come to that in a minute, but, you know, the the way, you know, it's great to see him score. He shows good good technique in the box, um, albeit it was sort of on the plate for him, but he started to control it. Um, you know uh, and and could have put City ahead so yeah you know I'm really excited about him um, but uh, I mean for I mean everybody sort of you know gave Jody Jones the plaudits and all that sort of stuff after the Saturdays game but for me the man of the match um, was Michael Daw because his all round contribution um, I'm convinced helped them sort of see out that um, uh, that sort of second half fight back really I mean you know he was just he was blocking and throwing himself into everything, you know, and uh, just an immense sort of captain's performance and the sort of performance and the sort of uh, leadership and experience that they've lacked. I mean, alongside Liam Kelly, who, who was an excellent, uh, who performed uh, excellently as well, you know, I just thought that you just sort of screened the back four and, you know, whenever the ball was lumped into the box or, or shots were taken, why not counting stuff like, you know, invariably, you know, he was on the end of it, you know, he was sort of getting a foot in or whatever putting his, uh, his head in where it hurt or whatever. So, um, you know, for me, um, Michael Dawes was a man of match for me, you know, with, with Jody Jones, obviously, a close second. Yeah.
0: That's talking about the incomings. The outgoings uh, have obviously caught the headlines as well this week. George Thomas has finally completed his move to Premier League Leicester. Do you think that we missed at City?
1: Um, I, I do and I don't. Um, You know, I think George is a fantastic um, young player. Um, and really came to the fore um, last season, uh, you know, not least in the Checker Trade Trophy. Um, but um, and you know, he's got great energy, works so hard, and he's such a lovely lad. He really is, and I'm sure he's been in a real dilemma all summer, you know, sort of torn really between sort of staying um, at Coventry, where he's sort of grown up and has um, a great affection for, um, or going to his hometown club and, a pre- and the Premier League, you know. Um, but you know, I think. The thing that he's got to be careful of, and as Mark Robinson pointed out this week, that he's got to be careful that his career doesn't go backwards by just being sort of dumped in the under twenty threes. Um, you know, I think the best thing for him is to get a loan spell out. You know, maybe in the Championship or League One, um, and, and to get more first team football. Because I think you know there's, there is a real danger, you know, that you could sort of stagnate and um, in the under twenty threes.
0: And he's probably not quite ready for the Premier League yet. Well, he? no, I,
1: I mean, I'm sure he's not. Um, and I'm sure Leicester don't think he is either. Um, but whether Colt will have missed him or not, I mean, it's difficult to tell, really, because, you know, you've got the likes of... Um, uh, Duncan's nazan has just come in, and he's an exciting player. You know, you've got Jody Jones, um, sort of uh, looks like he's flying this season. Um, and, you know, we get more uh, one or two more new signings in forwards. That come in, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, perhaps you don't miss him as much as you think we, we might have done.
0: And talking of those new signings, the Sky Blues have been linked with Norwich City forward.
1: Yes, exciting news today. Yeah, um, you know, I, I understand that um, uh, they're poised to sign uh, as we speak, which is Thursday afternoon. Um, uh, this lad, um, uh, Tony Andreu, um, and uh, the interesting thing about him is that him he's 29 years old so he's coming from a championship club and he's not a kid uh, so he's not coming from there under 23s um, and uh, yeah he's a French lad started out um, uh, at Monaco um, but uh, professionally started out um, in the Swiss leagues um, and then went to Scotland I think it was John Collins a former Scotland international who took him to uh, Livingston um, and then moved to Hamilton Academical and I think he scored um uh, a few good few goals for, for them. He's a, he's a number ten. Um, I mean, he's, he's likened to Cesc Fabregas in his pomp, no less, World Cup winner, Champions League. But um, we, we wait to see um, if, about a if that goes through, and then b um, if he is like that. But you know, exciting signing because you know he, he's a number ten. As I said, you know, gets goals. Um, he had a loan spell last season at, um, at Dundee United. I think he scored eleven goals in thirty-one games. And um, you know, so it's a really interesting one, and, and it'd be great, you know, if they can get that type of experience um, in there. Um, I mean, his time in his time at Hamilton, I think he um, uh, he helped them get promoted from the championship to the Scottish Prem, um, and he was um, nominated for the Scottish Championship Player of the Season, PFA Player of the Season, um, and named in the, the team of the season as well um, for the championship there. So. Um,
0: And he he actually featured against the Sky Blues last season for Norwich Yes Um, He he was involved in the 6-1 EFL Cup Malling in the the Sky Blues on at Carrow Road Um, You know he he looks a a bright prospect really but if if he's said to be a number 10 and that's his position I mean do you think Mark McNulty will will make way or do you think he's he's just being brought in to add to the attacking options
1: I think it's uh, an options thing really I mean you know, I mean, whoever's in form will play. And uh, as we know from Mark Robbins' first time around, um, the one thing he does like is his numbers in his squad. He likes uh, well, that's a lot of managers and um, you know every manager likes competition for places. But um, some managers like a, a smaller, manageable squad where you've got to rely on a lot of luck that you don't get injuries. Um, but Mark Robbins, um, from from his first time round, um, you know we, we knew that. Um, he, uh, he likes quite a big squad with quite a big pool of players to, to, to pull from and um, you know he'll be um, just urging them all to sort of get, get out there do the best and fight for the shirts and you know let's see what it brings I mean you know Mark McNulty can play uh, can lead the line he can play wide um, so you know it, it's all different permutations I mean it doesn't necessarily mean that um, Mark is going to get shoved out out to the side but um, because uh, he could play in a number of positions, positions as well, and you know that, that sort of front four is quite fluid. You know it can be quite fluid. Um, so, um, but no, yeah, it'd be great, uh, great if he does um, join the Sky Blues. It really will, because I think he just, um, I think he's an exciting one for the fans.
0: So, following that opening opening day victory, then the Sky Blues were back in action quickly on, on Tuesday night in the uh, Carabao Cup, and it was a turn of Tony Mowbray to the Rico Arena.
1: Yeah, nice to see him back. Uh, funny how these things work out, isn't it? You know, when first, first return. Um, and, you know, I mean... I think, if we're all honest, I think Mark Robbins was honest. I mean, he's... He, he basically... It was one of those games where Mark Robbins used it as a, as a, a, an, a useful exercise. I mean, yes, obviously he wanted to get through the tie, um, but making so many changes and bringing in so many youngsters... Um, made it a little bit unlikely, you know. And on the flip side of that, we had Tony Mowbray, who, who'd taken his side to Southend uh, in his first game in League One, or their first game in League One since their relegation, uh, were beaten there. Um, so you know they, they were feeling sore after that, and they were desperate for a pick me up. You know, absolutely desperate. You know, and, and he said afterwards, you know, that they'd gone from playing a, a postage stamp of a ground, difficult place. Uh, roots Hall and and then coming back to the the Rico arena where they could play the sort of Tony Moby sort of preferred expansive attacking football. Um Playing out from the back and stuff, um, and so um, yeah, and he looks like he's got a good side down I mean, Dominic Samuel, you know, a player that Coventry fans know know really well and and, and like, um, you know, he, he was excellent on the day, um, and they got some good players in that side, so it was it was no surprise really um, the, the final outcome. And you know, it was the first half was uh, you know fairly exciting for the neutral. I mean, it was sort of end to end action, but I mean. Uh, uh, you know, I thought Blackburn were, were well worthy winners in the end, and um, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Coventry haven't equalised; they could have immediately taken the lead. Um, but you know, we talk about goals changing games. You know, if the two sides had been sort of fairly evenly matched, I think that could have been a game changer, um, and Coventry might have gone on to win it. But um, even if they had scored, that I think. Uh, Blackburn would have still gone on and won because you know they're just so much stronger than Coventry, um, you know, and, and they sort of won at a canter in the end in the second half, which is, you know, you know from my point of view, uh, I'm, I'm not um, too disappointed that they're out of the Carabao Cup, you know, all the little league Cup as it is, um, because it's just a distraction now, you know, it, it's, it's it's one of those things, it's out of the way now, um, and they can concentrate on on what what everybody wants and that's getting promoted.
0: Uh, Mark Venus was also returning to the Rico Arena, and he got a bit of a reception from the city fans.
1: Yeah, it was interesting because I was wondering what um, I think Tony Mowbray was in his pre-match sort of quotes was sort of wondering how he sort of perceived um, by the Coventry fans, um, and uh, I think it was fairly sort of indifferent. I didn't really notice anything either way, really, um, reaction to Tony. But um, but certainly um, Venus got a, a bit of a, a verbal volley. Um, uh, in both halves but uh, so it just shows the show doesn't it I mean the fans obviously um, there's not a lot of love lost there um, between uh, the Coventry fans and, and Mark Venus but um, but there you go
0: It was nice to see uh, some of the youngsters as you say get a chance Jordan Ponticelli and uh, Kyle Finn made their senior debut for the first team how did you, how did you see uh, Ponticelli? how did you think he got on?
1: Yeah I mean, I mean it was interesting because I was a little bit disappointed with Max Biamu, um, who I thought did, did very well on the opening day um, against Notts County but um, w- what he didn't do against Blackburn was he didn't sort of um, press enough he didn't sort of press high up the pitch not enough energy for me really he didn't sort of chase and, and, and chase lost causes and, and um, close down the, the defenders And defend from the front really And as soon as um, Punch Kelly came on I mean that's exactly what he does um, You know he's got bags of energy He's desperately hungry to do well And to succeed um, So um, yeah I thought he did okay But you know it's a shame really Because both Punch Kelly and Finn You know they sort of came on And uh, the game was effectively over When they went on So you know it was just sort of Did the best they could really um, uh, And and uh uh, and see if they can sort of catch the manager's eye and, and sort of keep in his uh, uh, in his good books, really. Going ahead, you because know? I mean, they, I think Ponte just missed out of the 18 match day squad on Saturday, um, and I mean, it's probably the arrival of Duncan's Naison that that meant he missed out um, on Friday night. So, um, yeah, but I'm sure we'll see more of uh, certainly of um, Jordan uh, in the coming weeks and months.
0: So looking ahead to the weekend the Sky Blues face uh, The second consecutive game Against a, a former manager In Russell Slade's Grimsby Town On Saturday uh, How do you see the game going down there?
1: Um, Up well, there it's, even Yeah uh, Well it's, it's going to be a, Another difficult one You know it's going to be um, uh, Grimsby's first home game At Blundell Park Um so that's uh, you know it's going to have a sort of similar feel to it as last weekend was at you know Coventry's first game at the Ricoh, I guess. Well, um, I read,
0: saw somewhere that were expecting six thousand fans. Right, for opening day clash. So yeah, it should be a bit and of an atmosphere down there.
1: Just you know, just over twelve hundred Coventry, just fans, over 1, Coventry
0: fans have gone from their yeah. nineteen hundred allocation, I think.
1: But you know they're in good spirits as well. You know they won three one at Chesterfield um, on the opening day, which is a fantastic away result to kick the season off. So they'll be full of confidence. Um, you know um, they've had a big turnover of players I think there um, I think they've signed 10 players um, so far uh, interestingly um, they've just signed somebody on loan from um, Norwich City uh, albeit a youngster a winger um, whose name is uh, fairly un- unpronounceable A I will uh, Dalang uh, Jayazini um, has signed um, right. on a season long loan uh, he's a winger So he's supposed to be sort of Quite an exciting prospect And they've also signed J.J. Hooper um, Who was released From Port Vale um, Who's a, a number nine um, So You know There's quite a few New faces there um, Nathan Clark Is one at centre he, Where he scored Didn't he On his um, debut right. uh, At Chesterfield um, On Saturday So um you know, we know what, what he's all about. Um, and in a decent side, you know, he's got plenty of experience, you know, puts his head in, in where it hurts. So um, so it's going to be a, a tough old game, you know, but um, I'm sure the fans of Sky Blue Arm will be in, in good voice. I'm sure uh, Mr Slade will get plenty of stick, like Mr stick, yeah, no doubt about stick, <laughs> in that. the week. So, um, you know, and, and Coventry haven't got a bad record there. I mean, they haven't played them a great deal over the years, but the last time they played there... Um, they beat them two 0 That was back in two thousand two two thousand and three. So not long after been um, relegated from the Premier, Premier League, yeah. it was an own goal and a John Eustace penalty, I think, and um, got them that win. But um, over the years, Coventry had thirteen wins to so Grimsby's eight and four draws. So um, the odds are stacked yeah. in, in, in City's favour. Do you well, think? Do you think they'll make changes? In City's favour. Edge I don't know. Stacked.
0: Do you think? Do you think Mark
1: Roberts will make changes? Um, from Tuesday night From Tuesday yeah, night I think it'll be back to I mean injuries permitting I think it'll be back to Sort of pretty much What we had on uh, On Saturday um,
0: Do you think Dukins and Azon's Done enough to earn a start?
1: Um, it's a good question Possibly But I'm I don't think he will I don't I think he'll stick with uh, Unless um, um, Jordan Willis is fit uh, he may come in for, for Dominic Hyam if he's fit. Uh, I think that's no disrespect to Dominic Hyam, but I mean that's the only change I'd make if uh, Willis is fit. Um, but um, but other than that, now I, I think he'll probably stick with McNulty in Beverly I mean, of course, we don't know uh, how Mark McNulty is um, in terms of you know his, his uh, teeth situation, whether he's fit um, to play. So it may that may open the door for. Um, for the Wolves lad anyway um, so we'll just have to wait and see really I mean I know Chris Stokes was uh, was rested in the week because he'd got a sort of tight hamstring against uh, Notts County he's sort of carrying that throughout the game so he'll be wrapped up in cotton all this week no doubt um, and um, Lee Burge apparently is back in training but um, he's got a full rotation back in his uh, shoulder um, that he injured uh, the week before last, but um, uh, Mark Robbins said that he was well, still not diving properly, so I don't expect him to be back. Um, and even if he did come back, I can't see him um, getting back in goal um, in the sort of short term future because I think Leon O'Brien's done really well. I mean, uh, I don't I mean, know what you thought of his performance. Six cracking saves yeah, on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I mean, he kept them in the game, really, yeah. didn't he? He kept the score line down. Um, he really did. You know, three in each half, didn't he? So. Um, Made sure that the, the uh, scoreline was respectable on the night.
0: Okay, just to to end then finally on a on a really nice uh, local story. Um, Leamington striker Courtney Baker Richardson, uh, we understand, has agreed a deal to move to Premier League Swansea City.
1: Yeah, I mean what a story that is. I mean it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, three years ago, he was released by the Sky Blues, uh, Stephen Presley was a manager at the time. And um, um, you know, as a lot of kids do at that age, at uh, eighteen, you know. Um, it's a fine line, you know, whether they make it or not. He just sort of fell off, um, fell off um, the, the, the production line there at eighteen. And I think he's been to sort of six, seven, eight clubs since, um, not been fancied. And um, you know, by his own admission, perhaps had a uh, you know um, a bad attitude at the time, maybe. And he's matured and grown, and he's come back stronger and hungrier, hungrier than ever. I mean, he's a leading scorer at Leamington the last two seasons really sort of um, uh, sorted himself out um, got a great mentality and um, it's just a, an unbelievable success story and a great story you know for for all those kids I mean there's so many kids get released by um, not just by Coppentries Academy but by academies throughout the country up and down at all different levels um, you know and some sort of slip down the leagues some fall out of football altogether you know um, but this is a great sort of success story and you know hopefully the lad can um, sort of um, uh, grasp his opportunities, second chance really, and uh, and really sort of do something, um, you know. And he's uh, he's a real unit, you know. It's a little bit disappointing that maybe Coventry didn't pick him up again, you know, because you know being on the doorstep, and I don't think he'd, he'd come minimal cost that sort of thing, if anything. Um, hometown,
0: hometown. Uh, yeah,
1: hometown and it's Borussia. a shame really that um, you know because. I think he'd have been really suited well to, to lead to because he's a big old unit, six foot three, strong, uh, physical, you know, he bullies um, defenders, uh, can handle himself, and, you know, and he scores goals as well. And uh, I think that's something that maybe Coventry didn't have. And it's interesting because, you know, they, they took Greg Morehouse, uh, the Glen Avon striker, on loan, uh, sorry, not on loan, on trial in the summer for a month, and we're going to take him until Glen Avon decided they're going to slap a price tag on him. Um, so I think you know, he's sort of in that sort of similar sort of vein of striker. Um, so they're obviously looking for that type of, of player. Um, and yet Courtney was on the doorstep but, um, but you know, look it's great great news for the lad. Uh, I'm really pleased from him. He's a really nice kid um, and I, I'm sure he's going to go there and be really confident and just um, give it everything he's got to try and make it.
0: Andy, thanks very much.
1: Okay, thanks.